Okay, it is the April 27th edition of the Come On Now MMA podcast. Um, I want to start off today talking about something I get criticized for and I saw it a bunch today on Twitter, and that is being um, negative, I guess, for lack of a better term, when it comes to my coverage of the UFC and Dana White, and um, I don't think I am, I don't, I don't believe that I'm negative, um, I, I believe I'm critical, and I believe that the points I can, that I make, I can back up and argue in favor of, so I, I don't consider it negative in, in that way. Um, if you are a blind supporter of the UFC and of Dana White, then yeah, it's going to come across negative because it's critical of both those things usually um, because oftentimes the business practices of Dana White and the UFC deserve criticism. Um, for instance, paying the uh, UFC London fighters who went through full camps no more than $20,000 instead of paying them their show money, that deserves criticism. Um, and someone could argue, well, they didn't have to give the fighters anything. And contractually, I guess that's true. But to not give the fighters anything is is a, is a, is a terrible look. Um, so to give them only 20000 instead of their show money is slightly less terrible. But it's still pretty terrible. Um, so I like to think that my criticism is justified uh, because I can back it up. Um, other than just being someone who you know, just comes out and says F this and F that. And I, I try and back these things up with um, you know, facts and opinions uh, that I come up with. And you don't have to agree with it. But don't consider it strictly negative. Just consider it criticism. Um, if the UFC came out today and released their safety plan for these Jacksonville events and it was uh, a robust safety plan and covered everybody and, and made everything as, as safe as scientifically possible, I would, I would praise it. But I would also ask what took so long to come up with it and why the UFC was so against sharing this with the media and where was this where was this plan when the event was to be held in California so and those are facts I mean that you know where was it and and what took so long to share it but when the UFC doesn't even share that plan and says you know, media doesn't need to know. Well, I guess that's true. The media doesn't need to know. But when the media doesn't know, they're going to suspect that you're hiding something and that your plan is less than uh, less than stellar. So, again, that deserves criticism. That's not negative. That's someone wanting to know how the fighters and the and everyone that's going to be in that building for that week of three fight cards how they're being kept safe. So, I mean, if you're a blind supporter of Dana White, I can't help you. I won't change your mind. But if you're a thoughtful person, 
maybe you'll see it in a bigger picture. Uh, but again, not negative for the sake of being negative, criticizing what deserves to be criticized and trying to get people to think about it in, in a bigger picture kind of way. I think that's what I'm trying to do here and in my writing, agree with it or not, but that's what I honestly and truly believe. Um, next up, I want to take a look at this interview that Dana White did with Kevin Ioli. Uh, point out a couple things. Uh, dig a little deeper on a couple of things. And uh, try and point out what I see as a problem, problems with this, with this interview that White gave to Ioli. So we'll get into that now. Um, well, you know, the thing everybody wants to know is the testing, right? So I, I'm assuming that you're going to test everybody and you're going to be taking temperatures and that kind of thing. I mean, we, we have, a, first of all, we, we submitted a, a very comprehensive 30 page document to the, to the governor of Nevada on how to, how we're going to, uh, you know, run the sport, not just the sport, but our office, once we get, you know, our employees back in here working again, um, you know, I care very much about the fighters. I care very much about my staff, obviously my family. We're going to do everything way up here. You know, we, we, we always do. Health and safety is an issue for us for the last 20 years. You know, there's a lot of companies and a lot of businesses out there that now the health and safety of their employees is something new right. that they need to, you know, it's not new for us. This is something that we, you know, not only uh, deal with on, on a weekly basis, but we, we take great pride in the fact that we have such sure. a great track record. A couple things to notice in, the, in, in there. First is the 30-page document that White mentions that he sent to Nevada about the how the business is going to be run once things are back to not normal, but once the business can be run as far as staffing the uh, UFC headquarters and I'm going to assume holding fights inside the UFC apex. So it'd be nice to know what was in that document and if that document was sent to, to Florida or if the UFC is just going to default to going back to the where we're sanctioned by the government when it gets to Florida and just do what Florida tells it to do. Um, and if it's the same as it the state did for the combat night event early on in the pandemic. Uh, it sounds like the testing for that event was the normal medicals and whatnot, and then uh, temperature scans, which are insufficient and can, um, they don't tell you anything really other than temperature and they can be faulty and misread. So they're not really, really effective for anything other than giving a kind of ballpark temperature figure at, at that moment in time. Um, so that's, hopefully that's more, hopefully there's more to that than the testing than that. Um, and when, when White says he cares for, uh, cares about the fighters, his employees and his family, I, I don't, I believe that. I, I wouldn't argue with that. I mean, these people are, are, you know, while the employees 
um, are directly, I would assume, in some way directly reporting to White. Um, he has responsibility for them. Doesn't have the same responsibility for the fighters who are independent contractors. Uh, that's a discussion for another time. Those folks should be employees, should be considered employees, should have the benefits of employees, but they don't. Um, and, and I believe that he cares, but he has a business to run, and um, at some point he puts, you know, he, he puts the business ahead of the, uh, at least ahead of the fighters. If he didn't, they would uh, they would be employees and have some type of benefit package other than health care coverage um, while they're training for fights. And not even health care coverage, actually, uh, injury coverage while they're training for fights. Um, another thing here that kind of sticks in my craw is, yeah, the UFC ha has done a pretty good job at safety. Um, hasn't had, uh, there's been some bad injuries, uh, like... Um, the the bro like um, Silva's broken leg was one of the more visible ones, um, you know, and the uh, the concussions and brain injuries that are uh, associated with fighting in general those are never good. But to kind of imply and and say that other companies and businesses are just starting to care about health and safety now is 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 crazy um the the more healthy uh, uh, a business has the more healthy employees the business has the less they use insurance the um their their insurance costs will go down or at least won't rise as as much as they would if they were um, using the, the um the insurance excessively um, every job i've ever had had a had a uh, a pretty robust health and safety plan. Uh, it was it was always stressed. Uh, the last um, the last couple of jobs I've had were were warehouse and manufacturing jobs, um, and there was a safety plan where there were safety meetings um, on the regular. And if an injury did happen, it was reviewed with all the staff, and um, the root cause of that injury was was uh, investigated. And you would you would talk about that um, with everyone in the building, and so I don't think that that statement is true, um, but it sounds good, and White is rolled it out often, but I've I've never worked uh, at a place that didn't have a health and safety plan and and stressed health and safety as the most important aspect of a job. Um, so I, I don't, I don't believe that this is a new thing for, for everyone, but the UFC. So, uh, you know, obviously anybody who's, uh, followed the UFC for a long time understands that and that you have committed a lot of resources to that, you know, in terms this virus is a little different, I guess, you know, you just were a little vague and I, and so I just want to pin you down if I can a little bit, you know, you, you did not say yes, you were going to test everybody. And I guess that's the thing that people want to know that. You know, hey, I think people feel a lot better about it if you say, yes, Kevin Ioli's in that arena, he's going to be tested. Dana White's in that arena, he's going to be tested. And and I, I guess that's the thing, and, and you you seem to be hesitant to say yes. Yeah, I, I, it's not that I'm hesitant to say anything. I'm just not telling the media anything. <laughs> not telling them anything. I, you know, basically, I, I told you, 
health and safety is important. It's always, you know, whatever with us. Just the, the, the more you put out there, the, you know, it's going to be on ESPN. There aren't going to be any fans there. No, you know, it's not going to be the, there's 15,000 people inside this arena that are going to spread out throughout the country and, okay. you know, all this other crap. So we're putting on an event. It's going to be safe. Um, well, I only gave it his best shot on pinning White down and, and getting him to uh, at least try and getting him to talk about details about the health and safety plan for, for UFC 249 and the other two events that are going to be held in Jacksonville during that week in May. Uh, just outright asked him uh, about testing, and again, White avoids the question doesn't answer the question this is uh this is what he does he does not answer the question and kind of puts it back on the the media as if the media doesn't deserve to know what what the testing plan is going to be and that's that's wrong uh, of white to do that um when you don't answer a question about what could be life or death testing, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. Um, uh, that me that gives the impression that you're hiding something, and you can tell us that you gave a 30-page document to Nevada, but that again doesn't tell us anything. Um, so, I uh, to to say that the media doesn't deserve this information is is wrong-headed if you're confident in this plan if you if you're confident the plan's going to be safe release it and uh, let the let the mma media let the fans let the fighters see it Uh, it's a show don't tell situation in this case this isn't your everyday situation Uh, the plan should be revealed to just say the the media doesn't deserve it because they'll you know twist it if it's a strong enough plan, if it's a robust enough plan, if it truly keeps everyone safe and it doesn't have a, a bunch of gaps and holes in it, then I think, and you know, I am one of the UFC's biggest critics, I think the plan will be praised. Now, it's a little late, but at least it's there. But to, uh, to avoid revealing that plan, not a good look. Um, It'll make people suspicious that there is no plan, even if there is one. And I think that's much worse than than actually releasing the plan. So we got that. Well, let, let's ask some other things. So this is something I know you're going to want to talk about. Uh, there was reports the other day, again, that Endeavor uh, had some layoffs. Still layoffs at UFC or no? No layoffs at UFC. None of my people will be laid off. Okay. Not happening. And then secondly to that, what about the fighters? Are they getting a stipend? Are they getting uh, any kind of money? Are you paying them? Uh, so, Yeah, we're, we're working out. So people who miss their fights, we're working out a whole deal for those guys, and, uh, and we're working on all this stuff. So like, so just I just want to understand it. Um, let, let me tell you what. People, pe- people, people like to talk shit, Kevin, and, uh, you know, people think they know me. They don't know me. They don't know anything about me. If, if you, if, let me tell you what, you find out who the real people are when shit goes bad. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody's great when everything's good and everybody's making money and you know all this other stuff is going on and, and and you can make lots of promises to people when everything's good. You find out who the real people are when when things go wrong in your life personally or pandemics or whatever. Let me tell you what. All the people that are with me are with me and 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 I, I will always take care of my people. And I, I, I guess just, you know, my question is uh, because, you know, we wonder if fighters as independent contractors, you know, you worry about guys who can't pay their bills and that type of thing. So I guess I was asking, are you are they going to get like, you know, a, a UFC stimulus check every month, you know, and yeah, don't kill no. their back? We're not doing stimulus checks. We're, we're, <laughs> we're going to be back up and running um, is what we're going to do. And, 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 you know, a lot of people are losing their jobs and can't pay their bills and right. can't do things like that. When you're with the UFC, we're moving forward. We're, you're going to continue to work. You're going to continue to make money. You're going to continue to feed your family, whether you work here at the offices or you fight for the UFC. Um, you know, a, a lot of the media were, were, were going crazy about me trying to pull off that fight last weekend. A lot of the media are going to start getting laid off pretty soon. This, this is just the beginning. And, and, and we haven't even had talks about going back to normal yet. Of course. But when we go back to normal, it's going to be a very long time before things are normal again. This was a very strange section of the interview. Um, so White said that they're working on a plan to getting these fighters who missed their fights uh, taken care of, which I don't know how much you really needs to be worked on that and what the delay is. Um, you will... You, the, the UFC should pay these fighters who are not going to fight on one of these three upcoming cards. They should be paid their their show money at the very least. Um, that twenty thousand dollar thing. If 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 a fighter's show money is less than that, then or equal to that, that's what they should get. But if their show money is uh, would have been like a hundred grand or or more, then that's what they should get. They they uh, they went through the camps. They, they did the hard work. Uh, they should get that. So the delay doesn't sit well with me that they're working on it doesn't sit well with me. There's, you know, the work on it should be look at the contract. Um, if they're not fighting in May, pay them their show money. If they are fighting in May, give them a little bump because they're going to go through, they probably went through most of a full camp and are, now they're going to go through an abbreviated camp. Um, so give them a bump there too. Uh, not a lot to work on. So it sounds like um, comes across as a delaying tactic um, and maybe uh, not really an answer. Um, so I would implore fans and media to keep on this subject, see if the, the folks who were scheduled and are not fighting in May if they do get taken care of. We have a, a tendency in, in the MMA media sometimes to have very short memories. And when there's going to be three fights, fight cards in one week, there's a, a strong likelihood that this topic will be forgotten. Um, it can't be. Uh, these are fighters who are depending, we're depending on that money. Did the work or most of the work to get to the fight card, and had that the fights taken care taken out of their hands, um, 
by by something other than themselves. So they should be um, uh, paid for that. Another thing that was a little weird is the the when White says that uh, you know if you're with him and you, know, you find out more or less if you find out who your friends are in, in tough times. I, I don't know who he's really referring to. Um, if he's referring to the MMA media in those t in that during that section, I think that's um, I, I don't understand that. The MMA media is not controlled by Dana White. It's not Dana White's PR arm to kind of imply that it should be and it should be his friend and, and work to push the UFC's events and not be critical of the UFC is is just, for lack of a better term, it's dumb. Um, that's not what media does. Maybe White has a has done a job of controlling some folks and granting access and denying access to others um, through through whatever means um, you know if you're critical you you don't get uh, you don't get credentialed doesn't mean you can't do your job it just means you're not going to be at the event um, Josh Gross is a great example of this he's one of the longest tenured uh, MMA journalists one of the most well-respected Hasn't had credentials for years. Still does a fantastic job uh, of covering the sport. So, um, you know, you don't need to be Dana White's friend. You don't need to be Dana White's PR um, uh, PR firm. Uh, you just need to do the work. And it, the credentials are, I don't know, they're, they're not really necessary for most folks for the... Uh, for the people that shoot the videos at the events for the uh, media companies, um, they they need the credentials because that's their job. But the event coverage, take that video and um, cut it up as you need it and use it as you need it. Um, give credit to the folks that shot the video. But I think they're the only people really that are the essential um, media that needs to be on hand, so I, I don't I don't understand that thinking that the media should be friendly or friends of the UFC. Um, I mean, you can be even-handed. Doesn't mean you have to be friends or friendly. Um, and I would say you you shouldn't be friends. Um, kind of will. Uh, could skew the uh, coverage, and I think we I think we do see that a lot in MMA, uh, more more in MMA than in any other sport, I believe. Um, now the end of there where he, where White says that um, MMA media folks are going to be losing their jobs. This is kind of uh, this irks me because um, White misrepresented me. Um, in many interviews not too long ago that I was gloating when uh, Variety reported that the UFC was going to lay people off. He said I was gloating about people losing their jobs, called me, you know, a lot of names that, you know, didn't, whatever they were, uh, just silliness and, you know, bravado and, and uh, whatever it was made him feel great, okay. 
because it didn't make me feel anything other than um, a little anger that he was blaming me for something that someone else reported. But who he's while he yeah I knew you can't see the video here, but if I would employ you to go back and and watch it, he's uh, when he says this. You know, he cracks a little smile when he says that MMA media folks are going to get laid off. So um, did he forget that he went on multiple rants about an imagined gloating when he, the UFC was said to be laying people off? Did he forget that? I don't think he forgot that. I think that's what suited him at the moment. And um, I think this suited him now. And I And is he gloating? Maybe, maybe not. But don't forget, this is the man who had a tombstone in his office of the names uh, of other MMA promotions that the UFC, quote, uh, you know, put out of business. So that was gloating. So he's, it's, it's not like White is above gloating. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, but that was probably the the weirdest part of this whole uh, interview. And I don't even know really why it was brought up other than to, you know, dig a little knife in there um, at the MMA media that's critical of him and how some of those folks might get laid off in this tough time for for all journalism, not just MMA journalism. So if you want to watch um, the video, it's on uh, Yahoo Sports' YouTube page uh, titled Dana White on UFC 249, Fight Island, and Reopening After the Pandemic. Again, interviewed by Kevin Ioli. Uh So something to talk about here and related to fighter pay for fights that were canceled, postponed, missed, trained for. Alexander Hernandez was supposed to fight um, when UFC 249 was scheduled for Brooklyn, and he was, again, supposed to fight at UFC 249 when it was scheduled to take place at Tachi Palace in California. And he has made the decision now not to compete on the May 9th event of UFC 249. And from what we heard from... Uh, MMA manager Brian Butler, the UFC is not going to hold that against anyone if they decide not to fight um, on the Jacksonville cards. And so this leaves Hernandez in a precarious situation. Um, so he trained for Brooklyn, trained for California, um, and now he's not fighting. So here's what he had to say to... Um, I believe it was Mike Heck at, yeah, it was Mike Heck at MMA Fighting. So Hernandez said, I'm curious about a paycheck. That's the only thing on my mind. I spent a lot of money in preparation for April 18 because we got up to the week right before and it's costly. It's costly on your body. And then you have to pay your coaches plus convincing and coercing those guys to put on during a pandemic might be a little extra. That's the only thing I'm curious about. Anything else to me is a gray as it was when the fight got canceled. I don't think they've done a great job bringing any clarity, but also that's just the world we're in right now. There's not a lot of clarity. Um, and then he went on to say, yes, I, and in quotes, I'm confident it was declared um, that, the, that the UFC fighters would be compensated. 
so I do expect them to come through. So, and White said he's, and now Hernandez is, he's one of those fighters that's going to be in that group where White said we're working on it. And so hopefully Hernandez will be, will stay as vocal as he is now um, if uh, the, the pay does not come through. Um, so if that he's he's if you're looking for one fighter to follow during this, um, I I would assume that Alexander Hernandez is going to be one of those fighters you want to keep an eye on. If you're in the media, um, I would keep in touch with him, keep following up with him, and see what he uh, how it all pans out for him. So hopefully he does get paid, and hopefully he gets paid his show money. Um, but again, he is someone that's going to, uh, you, you're going to want to keep an eye on when it comes to, um, fighters who elected not to participate in, uh, the May cards in Jacksonville and who had been scheduled for, um, UFC 249 or, you know, one of the other fight cards that got scrapped, um, during earlier before the, uh, the move to Jacksonville. Anthony Smith, um spoke to MMA Junkie uh, recently and he was somewhat critical about the way um, the story about the home intruder that he subdued was handled uh, by the media. Um, He said the only reason he spoke about it was because he knew it was going to get out um, and he wanted it to get out on his terms and I, I don't disagree with that. Um, this it's a newsworthy story. Um, some people might consider it a little clickbaity, but I, I don't I don't think that's true. It's a newsworthy story because um, someone broke into his home for whatever reason, and he dealt with that situation. So that's newsworthy, um, and I understand his that he did he wouldn't want to speak about it because you know it's personal and 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 that type of thing but it like he said it was going to get out better to handle it himself and and speak about it himself than to have someone um kind of twist the story a little bit with just working from police reports or or secondhand information so he did that and the fallout on that was of course john jones commenting um and again smith was critical of I shouldn't say critical, but he was he didn't like the way that was handled and that Jones used that uh, report of the, the break-in to, you know, make comments about Smith and how he would have handled it. And, and then it becomes a John Jones story. So um, here's what Smith had to say. Uh, I'm not out here attacking the media. I've never been the fighter to attack the media. It's a double-edged sword. We can run on morals, but let's not pretend like morals drives traffic and draws attention to your site. I get that. I just don't have to like it. I understand it for sure. If John Jones is going to tweet at me and be an asshole on something personal, I get it. If you're not going to write about it or retweet it or comment on it as an MMA outlet, you're missing because someone else is going to. I get it. Clicks and likes and traffic matters. I understand that, but I don't have to like it. I'm not out here attacking the media. It's disappointing. It sucks. But as far as John, do I dislike him less? Do I dislike him more? I'm indifferent. Um, 
Smith is a. I think he's. You know, he his opinion is something to think about here. I don't think it's going to change anything in in media. Um, the I think the uh, original story was. Was um. Imp- needed to be reported that of the break-in. Um, the Jones thing was. Jones just sniping at Smith, and then that took a life on a life of its own. Is that newsworthy? I don't know. Um, um, I understand why it gets reported on, because it's John Jones commenting on Anthony Smith, and they fought, and they're probably going to fight again. So from that aspect, it's probably newsworthy. Um, but in a big picture kind of thing it's it's not really newsworthy I mean if you were if you're going to go strictly news the Smith break in his news the Jones thing is just taking a tweet and, and blowing it up into something else and I think that's what upsets Smith is that the original story while he didn't want it to get out he handled it on his own and, and then that moved on to uh, more of a, a John Jones commenting on Anthony Smith's actions kind of thing. And, and I think that's, I don't think we can um, just ignore what Smith has to say there. Uh, maybe it'll make some folks think about how they handle things or uh, maybe it'll make some folks think, you know, maybe I shouldn't cover this. But then again, like Smith says here, if if, you know, if you don't cover it, somebody else is going to cover it. And in the MMA media world, um, you want eyeballs on your site. So knowing that it's going to get covered probably everywhere else, um, you almost kind of have to cover it. And I think that's the situation we're in. When things like this happen, um, someone's going to cover it. You don't really want them to get all the, all the attention for the story. So you cover it and... We're just in that cycle. Um, is it going to ever be broken? I don't know. Um, probably not. But it's something to think about. I don't know if anyone will will think about it more than, you know, thinking, yeah, maybe we should do this. But um, I, I still think it's going to, these things are going to be covered because when someone like John Jones comments on someone like Anthony Smith, that brings people to the site. Good, bad, indifferent. I don't know, but it's, you know, to uh, borrow a overused phrase, that is what it is um, as far as we are in the uh, MMA media landscape today. And I think that's going to cover it for today. Um, be back tomorrow. And until, uh, until then, everyone stay safe. Mm-hmm.